Cause this ship is sinking past the whiskey Give me my last cigarette Tell my mother not to worry Oh my friends, this is the end, this is the end Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 50th episode, 5-0, of The Gentleman's Breakfast. This show started three years ago with a dream <laughs> that we're still clinging to. We're still hanging on. We're still fighting. Seamus, how are you this morning? I'm doing really good. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, not bad. I wanted to kick things off with a recap of the nuptials two weekends ago. Oh, one of our uh, award-winning listeners nuptials you're talking about yep yep that's right and the fact that during each of these weddings for some reason it always seems like i'm hanging on by a thread right (laughs) at at like what point my ability to manage the logistics of a wedding is just somehow beyond me even though you didn't have any responsibilities no responsibilities you were backup groomsman i was backup groomsman which was weighing on me a bit i gotta tell you you know i know Someone tweaks a hammy or something like that. I got to be ready to go. As a backup groomsman, showing up to the rehearsal like bar thing the night before. Because I almost think the night before is better than the actual wedding. It is. Yeah, it is. Because there's no pressure. There's no... They're not... The, the bride is not dressed up. Yeah. That being said, though, for this wedding in particular, I mean, I enjoyed the whole thing. But I would say that was one of the best night before wedding. Because the entire wedding party was at one bar. Yeah. Full taco spread. I mean, location. Fr- Friday during the day, though, I had to run. I was running around Austin trying to find a place to live. I was sneaking in calls, like from bars and stuff. I was drinking beers during that. Mm. Um, stomping around in general, and then I also had to, of course, deal with the logistics of I didn't have a clean suit when I flew out, and I forgot to even throw, like completely forgot to even throw my rumpled suit into the suitcase that I was playing the iron. So I show up in Austin, no suit. <clears throat> what do you mean you forgot? I mean, you knew that you left without the suit. Well, I knew I, I I'm saying like I was in an Uber going to work uh, when I realized like, oh, I didn't even put my rumpled up suit. But that's kind of your calling card. My bag there. It really is. It's become a standard process for these weddings. So I plan to go to a Brooks Brothers. Turns out no convenient Brooks Brothers in Austin. Mm. People don't do that. I go to the men's warehouse. And I find myself, it's right before this Friday night festivity is going to start. So you show up like sometime between 3 and 5 in the afternoon? I got there at 4.45 because uh, I called ahead to let them know that I was going to be charging in hot. And that I was going to want to walk out suit in hand. <laughs> so you called ahead to like alert the one tenant feel like. I, I called ahead and I said, listen, we got ourselves into a bit of a situation here. I don't need to get into how we ended up here. But I'm coming in around 5, and I want to walk out of your establishment with a suit that's ready to wear. Is that possible? And they're like, yeah, we'll cover you. So I go out there. I, it's like, you know, fucking 40-minute Uber ride or something, 30 to 40 minutes. Get get fitted out, and then they're like, all right, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to take us like an hour, hour and a half to tailor it. And Really? Yeah. Well, because, you know, I'm not the only thing that's getting tailored there. They have plenty of other shit that's going on. So I, I walk out of there, and I'm trying to find a place to go in suburban Austin. And after stomping around 
for the entire day in Austin looking for a place to live wearing pants. Again, I run into a pretty extreme chafing situation. <laughs> so I'm waddling through the parking lot of this abandoned office depot trying to get to a Pluckers that's off in the distance, which is like Texas Hooters. <laughs> so I can post up for like an hour and a half before I go back and get my suit. So that's what I was dealing with prior to it. Pluckers, that's a great name for Pluckers, stuff. it is a great name for a wing place. But yeah, I in my adult life, I seem incapable of managing cleanly the logistics of a fucking wedding. And then, of course, I missed my flight on the back end. That's what it has to be. Yeah, it has to for be. good cause, you missed, you missed the, what, the one on the that back is, end. Uh, that is debatable. I mean, I wish that our producer could have been here this episode to listen to this, but he had prior engagements. He's gotten involved in other creative projects. He's doing a one-man show. <laughs> is that true? He's out there right now. Um, wow. Well, he's, he's put on a one-man show for an audience of one. That's um, true. Just all the time. He does have some good dance moves. Uh, so the stress of getting the suit. Well, think of it the bright side. This time you purchased a suit. Didn't have to go to a separate establishment to get it fitted. Actually, and actually bought two suits because it was buy one, get one. Right. And you actually left with both suits. I left with both suits. Oh, yes. I got both suits home. Okay. Yeah. That's a step. That's good. That's progress. That's progress. I didn't throw up on either of them, and they both came home with me. Um, any other details you'd like to talk about the wedding, or were we just talking about you getting fitted for a suit? Um, I mean, I was going to kick off with my experiences. I didn't know if you had any. Well, yeah. Well, we, I mean, you were in the wedding party. You were sought you were after. for some you, tender moments. You were like Friday night, because everybody kind of showed up Thursday night. Friday night, everybody's getting going. Open bar. Excuse me. Where's Turnstiles? Where's Turnstiles? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. He says he's going to be here. And then you finally showed up. So you showed up like right at the level where everybody's kind of drunk enough. They're like excited yeah. to see you. Yeah. It could have been anybody, but it was you. Well, this is one of few times where I wasn't just like lying in bed trying to convince myself to get out. Like I was actually running around doing <laughs> things. Like I had an incredibly active day. And I, I didn't start that day late either. Like I started trying, you know, I did work in the morning and then I started looking at apartments at like nine in the morning. Do you want to, you want to re-listen to that sentence? Careful debating whether you wanted to leave the hotel room on a Friday night where all your friends are hanging out. Like, well, no, no, you're no, way too saying, young to be thinking of I'm that. saying that I wasn't doing that. Not that I would always do that in a hotel room, but there's certainly times when we're in San Francisco where I debate, like, hey, do I really want to put pants on today? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a whole separate topic to get into. One guy did say to me, as I was getting fitted for the suit, something that I enjoyed in a statement that I didn't think was entirely true. When I was talking about, you know, thanks for helping me out. Hopefully you're able to get this tailored. And the manager just looks over and said, you seem far from abnormal, sir. I think you're, we're going to cover you just fine. <laughs> he had clearly dealt with some weird people uh, that day. Um, you got a pretty big PP coming up mm-hmm. right after this. Yeah, I got a, I got a sweet PP lined up. What are you going to have going on? Uh, we're going to go pumpkin patch uh, just across the Golden Gate Bridge at a little cozy little beach called Kirby Cove. What do you plan to do during that time? Uh, I plan to lie in the sand, uh, maybe read a book, listen to music. Uh, I'll probably get tapped on the shoulder to do a quick Instagram shoot. (laughs) That's kind of like a foregone conclusion these days. Are you going to be behind the camera or in front of the camera? Or both? 
Mostly behind, I believe. Mostly behind, okay. Mostly behind. And then usually after like the first or second glass of wine, then it's like, well, let's take one together. We never get enough photos together. She's ready to post solo shots out of the gate, though. Uh, she wants, she usually wants the solo shot or like just the landscape to some capacity. Is she hedging like, you know, that way if you're ever not in the picture, she doesn't lose all this good content? She doesn't have to crop you out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, you always got to think like that, even if, because I think that's like a sense of independence. Like, well, who knows if she's still with the guy, but still, she's still seeing and doing all these great things. You know, I think that's, that's the beauty of it. It gets much worse as they get younger. As I've seen with a couple of my coworkers where we got donuts the other day in the office, like some nice designer donuts from like Berkeley, California. I hate that shit. And I go to grab a donut. And he goes, no, 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 don't grab a donut. I'm like, what do you mean I'm going to eat it? Got to take a picture of it. Got to take a picture of the donut. And it's like, nobody cares. None of your none of your 50 friends that look at this care about you eating fucking donuts. Our culture is... It's worse and worse. Like, we're bad. Our generation itself. is bad. And it's not like the generation behind us is any worse, but it, it gets exponentially worse. I, I see no light at the end of the tunnel. It's, it's only going to get worse politics the economy but usually usually social media usually you would have to be like 50 60 or like a 20 year age gap to be like i don't i can't comprehend that where i'm only like seven eight years ahead of these people and i'm like i can't comprehend that do you remember back in the 90s when we just used to wear like turquoise windbreakers and shit and you look back at that and you're like what the fuck were we thinking you, know, you 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 never wore like a, an oddly colored windbreaker. Of that, course, it like did, your yeah. mom a starter jacket. Yeah, had some that kind stuff. of weird maroon on it or something. Yeah, like just no thought put into it whatsoever. Baller. The best thing about those windbreakers, they weren't even rain repellent. Um, but yeah, the the wedding went really nice. Beautiful bride. Great speech by the groom. Great vows. Um, really impressed. Uh, let the transition here a little bit. Uh, please, please transition. So we've been working in a WeWork. So for, I know that we've. I've spent a good amount of time in a WeWork. I've got some feedback from some of our Wardland listeners who said, "You make sure it's not as San Francisco centric." So for anyone that doesn't know what a WeWork is, it's just a random pop up office that you share with oh. other companies in random cities. So the WeWork we walk in is just a huge glass maze with a bunch of mice in different mm-hmm. little boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very small. I don't know if the one that we're in is pretty small. So, like, the hallway is maybe four feet wide. They're trying to pack as many people as possible. And usually they're multi-floor, though. Like, I've been working at WeWork, too. And you can rent a whole floor. It's just usually, that like, the main area, like, the first couple floors is shared space where there's, like, fucking 15 offices in there. And, yeah. That's what I'm in. It's glass walls down both sides of this. It's glass walls. Hallway. There's no etiquette. Free food is, like... The ultimate thing. You leave food out lying around anywhere, it's going to be eaten. Uh, there's rooms that you're supposed to rent for like $50 an hour. People just squat in and you got to kick them out. And there's no like registry of whose it is. That's great. So there's like a team of engineers that kind of sit near us and they don't wear s- shoes. Okay. Like they're just kind of stomping around their socks, which is fine. And then you see them in the bathroom stomping around. Like that's really disgusting. But sounds, homeboy, the other like me in Mexico. Homeboy the other day is on his Segway, and the hallway that we're located on is four feet wide. Like, so you can, two people can barely walk past each other, yeah. and like forty feet long. And he's just zipping up and down on the Segway, just back and forth, back and forth, looking at his phone. And then our one of our office managers just like chews him out. It's like, hey, you having a good time? 
And he's like, yeah, I am. And she's like, do you have any consideration for any other humans? Do you realize how fucking annoying you are? And he just kind of looks at her, pauses, and then continues to segue. Is this the office manager of the WeWork or your company's office manager? My company's office manager. How many people do you guys have packed into this WeWork? Oh, 12. So you have an office manager for 12 people. We have an office manager and an executive assistant. Well, there's like 12 seats. We have like 15 employees that work at the office, but three of them are pretty remote. Well, I mean, you said make this less San Francisco-centric, but there's WeWork everywhere now. I've been to WeWork in St. Louis, Austin, Dallas. Yeah. um, Because we have temporary offices in all those places. They're they're all over the fucking place. We also have listeners that are, you know, in uh, Georgia, Japan. Central Massachusetts. Central Massachusetts, where maybe WeWorks don't exist. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. I need to open my mind a little bit. Um, so, you know, as you get deeper in a relationship, Jake, the, the talks about the commitment yeah. get sharper and sharper, just unapologetic more and more. Yeah, I've been through that, and I've unapologetically ended them. Yeah. So we, I would say we have two different approaches to it, because this one's for me is going well you know if a conversation's ever not going your way you always have the option to just leave the room without saying anything yeah that is an interesting tactic that's what i used to do that is an interesting tactic uh i've also noticed these conversations i'll call them wine talks happen about somewhere between the first and the second class a lot of the time it's just a lazy tuesday wednesday we're just right now we're on a blitz of watching game of thrones to catch her up before the premiere on Mm. on sunday and uh we had the comment of, I think I need a baby by 33. Oh, God. And I was like, whoa, okay. Well, we can expand upon that a little bit. And then after a couple more sips was, how old was Eileen, your mother, when she had you? And I was like, oh, great question. She was 36. The ball and chain is 31 right now, right? 31. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clock is ticking. It's ticking. But it's... uh. So you don't have the same clock because you always have the option of trading in one womb for another Mm -hmm. getting a newer one clock's ticking but it's interesting um i think i think people really speak their mind between the first and the second class one or maybe the second why don't you think it's after like the fourth oh because for uh the roommate's current situation the girlfriend the fourth it's it's beyond her points like it's somewhere between the the second and the third where she's gonna be able to make salient points correct she hasn't. Uh, she's got notes. She has a, a show that she wants to get yeah, through for you. The fourth is like the lovey-dovey phase of like I'm just sure. so happy. I can't stop smiling. Like s- similar to I me, right? That. Like most people say, "Hey, I'm enjoyable to talk to." My first five or six drinks. After that, as someone once famously said, "I'm an empty vessel." <laughs> yeah. Well, it it really splits. It goes one of two ways. But yeah, usually you're too tired and you uh, aren't really too quick on the draw uh, at that point. Uh, another thing and I wanted you to reflect on this because uh, a lot of people might say that you're a pessimist yeah. I would say there's a splash of realism in there I would say I'm, I'm a realist so maybe with a, a splash of uh, optimism optimism yeah that's a fair way to put it uh, and so we always play music in the office and a couple of the younger people it's like he said to me like aside like he always puts his headphones in whenever I play the music I'm like hey I get it you know like my music yeah He's like, yeah, but you you constantly play folk music, and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's that's like, what we listen to. These it's days. relaxing. He's like, yeah. 
He's like, don't you kind of think that's like giving up on life type music? <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, like it's never happy stuff, right? I mean, how would you view the blues, right? I mean, stuff like that. It's similar to that. <laughs> like blues, you can kind of dance to. what I like to listen to. This is another thing with the generational gap you're bringing up with social media. Things getting worse and worse is all this fucking EDM shit that people like to listen to. Oh, the EDM is the worst. All this electronic music. It's tough. I can handle the light EDM, but when it gets really... It's tough. It's something that I can listen to when I'm drunk, but I'm not going to sit there by myself and listen to it because there's nothing to hold on to for me. Like, lyrics... A, a song is a poem, right? Yeah. Um, well, with that, it's just it's just beats, blended beats, and sharp noises. Right? And I, there's I've, never any lyrics. On well, yeah, either. definitely. There, there, there can be, but that's few and far between. But I can respect like good electronic music. Like I've heard it, especially when you see, you can watch videos of the people making it now because they make it, you know, right there on their computer. And just seeing how quickly they put together unique stuff, it is interesting. But I'll watch it for entertainment for that, like while I'm watching them do it to respect the process. But I can't just sit there and listen to it at my desk. Yeah. There's nothing there for me. I agree. Um, I don't know. But this is outward stuff. We got to reflect inwards to I'm going to be working on interrupting U.S. Okay. And or talking over U.S. And it's going to you're going to have to help me with it because. I noticed last episode, once early in the episode, I actually interrupted you in order to say something about handing the mic over to you. <laughs> uh, the mic had already be ha- been handed over to you. You already started talking. I didn't need to say anything. That's good self-reflection. Um, yeah, it was a pretty dark moment when I heard that. <laughs> when you know, when you figured it out, you were like, maybe I should shoot him a text. Uh, but did you tell any? Did you talk about it with anyone? No, I just thought about it. <laughs> inside and realized that needed to work on the ebb and flow uh, a little bit more with the impending move are we are we gonna make any commitments about um uh recording once once every couple months or yeah i'm gonna have a lot more uh space so and i have a better computer set up with my current laptop that we need to move over to and uh, i'm thinking i should be able to get the tech down for us to do it uh, remotely. There's no reason why it's 2019. There's no reason. Oh, why. so we're gonna do the video and yeah. Um, yeah, we could do like a. The video would be just for us, right? We sure. Do like a, to a call on that end, but we'll figure out um, an acceptable way to record audio separate from that. I think there's a small delay. Mm-hmm. So what some people actually do is they record on both ends and then splice it together, which we could do. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty um, techy there. Participate. I think you'll enjoy it because at the beginning it requires an audio sync clap. And you like clapping in the microphone. Like claps. Because uh, then you see this giant spike here, you get that, and then you just align those so you know the audio is So I'm starting to think that I get my hair cut every five or six weeks from this beautiful, nice woman, uh, middle-aged woman who has two young, two children in her 20s, but... She gives me two head massages and two shampoos, and it's just the best therapeutic thing I could have. We've talked about the head massage on the show before. I'm not a fan of it. You don't like your head massaged? Briefly, but they go for too long, and I'm like, look, I came here for a haircut. I need to get in and get out. Well, hold on. Let me let me understand this correctly, digest this. 
you get upset somebody's rubbing your head for too long and is it too relaxing for you it's just it's not what i came there for and after a couple rubs do you get a half chub or something i'm I'm not worried about no i'm not getting that much out of it i i mean i i think complete relaxation i cycle through everything i'm like this is life this is this is really what it's all about why don't I get a haircut every week? Oh, there's other aspects of the full-on haircut that I enjoy. Hot towel, shampoo, so you're not walking out of there covered in hair. Mm. That kind of stuff I enjoy. Um, but that stuff is working toward an end goal, which is hair comes out shorter on the end, right, mm-hmm. when I leave. The massage does not work toward the goal of my hair being shorter when we get out of there. Interesting. Uh, I, you're talking to someone that has head shaved to a one for 20 years, so I don't always have the same perspective on this stuff. Um, you know what has me excited though is we're about to get back into election season here, and it, it re- <laughs> we we actually had a great build up to the 2016 election. We were at, we've been recording that long. Uh, those are some of our best episodes. Do you think Joey Biden's actually going to put his ring in the hat here? Or he had some sexual scandal stuff. Yeah, where... some came up, but you have to imagine some comes up with almost everybody. Um, How does that at like this point? But but he's been in politics so long. How does this rear its heads now? It's because he discussed going for the pre or it was rumored he was going for the presidency, and that. Had to encourage people to come out, and you, you know we don't we have no idea if it's true or false, right? I haven't even read what the full allegations are, so you, you have to believe likely true. Um, and um, I mean, our, our current president is not president is not a good indication of whether or not that's disqual grounds for disqualification. It it probably is, but. That probably whittles the older field down. You're right. I think it's probably a, a strategic move by the Republicans because this is the one I don't, that, that I don't could think beat it's, him. It, it, it's not a strategic move because it's, you know, the person, it's the accuser's decision when to accuse, right? So I don't want to read too far into that or anything. Like you have to right. go on with the default view that you're going to believe him. Um, and... Um, so, yeah, that, that taints that one. I mean, the real question is if there is any challenger on the Republican side. Now, the Republican National Committee has said that they're going to support Trump. They have not gone so far as to say that they would endorse him, but they have said that they will support him. What's the difference between endorse means their official stamp of approval? Yeah, and endorse says, like, uh, it's over and done with. Like, it's more, it has more official grounds to it. Um, but... Um, I've just started the the process of uh, reading about this and getting up to speed. I was disappointed to see that there were not more. Is there anyone on Republican like, candidates that we're still talking about challenging? Like, how many are, are there? Any? When uh, do they have to announce that? By is there? There was one that came in and dropped out. Um, yeah, but they have, they have plenty of time. They don't they don't really need to announce until the primaries, and the primaries won't be uh, until next year. Or either very end of this year or very start of next okay. year. Okay, so the next, so walk me through this. So I'm a Republican. I've decided I want to run against the current president. And then New Hampshire happens, right? That's usually the first state. And then there's an actual primary whether I can get more votes than Donald Trump. 
how long does that continue on before that Republican takes the seat for Trump? Like how? It- oh, you have to run the primary all the way through at that point. But the the incumbent has never. Um, I don't believe that any incumbent has ever been uh, not re- yeah not reelected midterm by their own party. Um, so re- realistically, what would happen is someone would run as an independent, um, not as a Republican, but they would be someone Republican leaning. Like, for example, God rest him, John McCain. Right. A lot of times was an independent. Um, Donnie T doesn't has, has nice things to say about him. Um, that's interesting. So and then you- if if someone does that, then really what happens is you split the vote from the Republican side, and it results in the Democrats winning. Which is probably, you know, part of your goal is just to make sure that he loses. And then the Democrat side, there's so many fucking candidates right now, you can't even pick it apart. I mean, there's like 20 potential candidates Do out you, there. So we're 0 for 1 on deciding. Well, actually, I, I'll give you about a half because you actually entertain the idea that he'd actually got elected. Oh, I, you, didn't think you, I, I mean, we have hours of tape of me on record saying there is a legitimate chance that this guy wins the presidency. Do you think... He gets beat. Do you think there's any chance we have a different president? Right now, I'd say nothing fundamental has changed. So, if we if we ran the election tomorrow, I think he might win. What can make him lose? The economy he, he tanking? Would, he, he would absolutely lose the popular vote. But I think he would win in the Electoral College. Um, what needs to change in order for that to happen? Because think about it. There's nothing he can actually do that's going to remove him. There, there's nothing he can do that would make things worse than where we are. Um, so, uh, yeah. I mean, this is something I, 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 I'm not prepared. I haven't read all, you know, mm. read everything that's out there to put out an informed opinion. So but this is really to, just teeing it you up don't for need next time. You don't need to be prepared to vote, you know. That's just I do know that. That's a big part of the problem. You just have to show up. Click a box. Pull the lever. Ooh. Very much like being authorized to record a podcast. You don't... No one has to sign off on do we that. Have, I forgot. Did we... We haven't even gave our sponsor. We almost forgot our sponsor this time. Uh, this one's uh, tried and true. Someone that's been with us since the very beginning. Uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Best beer you can find. Western Mississippi. If you hadn't had it... Don't be surprised by the name Pale Ale. It's one of the most delicious, balanced beers uh, that anyone can have. It's the single best mass-produced beer in the U.S. You heard it first. Thank you again, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Brought a lot of good and bad things to my wife over the years. Uh, should we go to the report card? Let's get into it, you got scale. Yeah, types of appetizers. What would a type be? Or a, a specific Appetizer. An appetizer. Okay. Okay. That'll work. Appetizers is the topic. Okay. You want to go first? Yeah. I would say um, you're an artichoke dip. Okay. So like with an artichoke dip, most people are kind of if you if you've never really had artichoke, you're like, uh, or if you've had artichoke, it's like, why would I want to order that as my appetizer? Right. Yeah. Like that's not my first pick. And you're like, well, someone will kind of sell you on it. It's like, hey, tr- try the appetizer. Like, try the artichoke. So, like, you know, sight on scene, when people look at you, they're not like, well, I'm not going to order that. But I'm like, just, j- 
just try it, give it a whirl, <laughs> see what it tastes like, and then you start enjoying it. You're like, oh, that's pretty tasty. Different layers, there's some different flavors there. I actually enjoy this artichoke dip. And then sometimes you you get a little overboard. You're like, let me get a lot of this artichoke dip. And then you keep going, you keep going. And then you feel a little bad afterwards, but you're like, I did enjoy it while I had it. <laughs> you're not sure how you feel about it after the fact, but during it, it was good. Mm-hmm. That could apply to a lot of appetizers, but I, I'll take it with spin dip. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you mussels. Okay, mm. shellfish. First of all, a lot of people allergic to it out out the gate. Yeah, can't handle it. Have to leave the room. Can't be near shellfish. Okay, so you exclude some people at the beginning, but when you get the shellfish, the mussels, the biggest question is always how big are they going to be? Like, are they going to be in season? How good are these actually? That's big point. Going to be at this place, and it's not until the shells show up and you see them opened up that you know. What type of Seamus am I going to get today, right? Am I going to get a big, meaty boy here <laughs> that I can really sink my teeth into, really engage with, dip in the sauce, you know? Or am I just going to get a puny little, you know, not going to say anything, going to sit in the corner, going to be too tired, you know, too drunk, what have you. <laughs> and a lot of times after the fact, similar to the spin dip, you look back and you're like, the muscles are too expensive, okay? <laughs> I can't get them... Yeah, like I can't keep doing this anymore, but you're in search of those meaty muscles. You might come back to them, yeah. And when they're good, they're great. <laughs> that's how I'm gonna rate you this time. Wow, that's been a fantastic finish there, Jake. I appreciate that. I was very honored to be related to muscles. That was very well thought out. And yeah. um, I think that's it for well, fifty. I'm gonna conclude the episode with a postscript, which I don't normally do. Whoa. Which I just like to say that. I've enjoyed participating in this with you as a creative endeavor. I know sometimes I can be hard to pin down, but you've contributed significantly to maintaining my personal sanity here through through the years, um, three years now of doing this shit, uh, and I've very much enjoyed it, and I appreciate you putting up with me. Likewise. Hopefully we get to 100 in less than three more years. Let's get to 100 in less than three years. Cheers. That, we're out. <laughs>